1: 9397 or text us on the castle heating and cooling text line 217-351-5357 or email us at talk at wdws.com.
2: now here's your host brian barnhart and good morning everybody it's a penny for your thoughts here on this tuesday 13th day of the month of december going to have an occasional thunderstorm today and a high of 43. I'm with you for just an hour today. We will have a, uh, show dedicated to the memory of the uh, late state Senator Scott Bennett, uh, who of course passed away on Friday, served here in the 52nd district. Uh, the last few years was just, uh, reelected here recently and of course, uh, passed away unexpectedly on Friday. And so, uh, Julia Reeds, who was a, of course, a close friend of Scott Bennett's colleague, worked uh, with him and, uh, tried to solve a lot of issues uh, for us in the, in the legal system, uh, will join us here in this hour and remember the life of uh, Scott Bennett here uh, this morning. Also, the uh, state treasurer, Mike Frerichs, who has served here, of course, locally over the years in various capacities and now is the state treasurer from the state of Illinois, will uh, join us as well. If you have any uh, thoughts, memories, uh, interactions you had with Scott Bennett you'd like to share, uh, during this hour, and we'll do more of this tomorrow. In the day ahead, uh, we've got in the days ahead, we've got more time uh, here tomorrow. I have two hours of open line tomorrow. Jim Dye will sit in with me in the second hour tomorrow, and then um, got some other things planned here as the uh, as the week goes on. Uh, Paul Barrett, publisher of the News Gazette, joins me in the nine o'clock hour on Thursday. You can join us throughout the hour today that I'm on. We'll have Paul Rudy's on the money in the second hour today at 10, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. A lot of sad news. We're having to report, of course, the um, passing of Scott Bennett late last week. Mike Leach, who's the coach of Mississippi State, the uh, opponent for Illinois in the Bowl game coming up has also passed away. That just happened uh, earlier this morning or announced earlier this morning at the age of 61, so we'll see what impact that has uh, on the game. I know Mississippi State will be playing with a heavy heart uh, with the loss of their coach, and I know Brett Bielema has lost a friend, uh, not only a friend in the coaching profession, but a friend in general. So, man, that's uh, been a tough stretch uh, for a lot of folks uh, both around here and across the country. Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office at the I Hotel and Conference Center. Wednesday, December 14th at one thirty. reserve your space. Calling Facer Law Office 217-337-1111. Julia Reach joins me next, along with Mike Ferricks. Talk about the late state senator, Scott Bennett, here next on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. All right, we're back on a Penny for Your Thoughts as we join you here uh, this morning from our studios, nine twelve at DWS. With you until 10, we'll have Paul Rudy on the money coming up in the uh, second hour today, need to mention Ryan Dallas Real Estate, number one in homes sold here in central Illinois, number one in client satisfaction, number one in the area's People's Choice Awards. They've done that for five years in a row now. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, if you need to uh, sell a home or buy a home, they can help in both directions in regards to that, and they can make it happen in a very quick manner. Ryan Dallas Real Estate, give them a call, 833-595-SOLD, or you can go to the website ryandallasre.com com. All right, Julia Reitz is with us. How are you? Good morning. Good. Good to see you. You're holding on to your coffee. I'm
3: holding on to my coffee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Mike Frerichs is here. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Good to you see know, you. Uh, it's,
4: uh, it was a rough weekend. Yes, uh, it was. But it's good to be with you this morning.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry we have to come together in such a time as this. I know uh, Scott Bennett's obituary is in the uh, paper today. Every time I read that, 45 years old. Yeah my jaw drops. I mean, that's not very old. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it was rough
4: for me. Uh, I've obviously, I've lost grandparents, but I still have my parents with me. My brothers are still around. Uh, I haven't really lost any close friends. Me neither. And Scott is uh, my
3: first close friend that I've really? lost, absolutely.
4: And, uh, and I think with grandparents, if you're young, uh, your grandparents just seem old, and you, you know they're going to die, so they're sort of uh, prep for that. Uh, when someone your age or younger, who you're close, close with passes away, uh, Wow, it hits a lot harder.
3: Especially when it's somebody who you've, you know, just spoken to and everything mm-hmm. was fine and he was so, you know, vibrant and involved and um alive and then Yeah,
2: yeah cuz that came as a, a jolt on uh, I think a Thursday we heard he was going to the hospital. And he I think he just returned from a trip, I think. From what I understand, he had and he had yeah. just
4: taken his family out to a, uh, uh, a national council, of state legislators conference in San Diego. They see, I saw pictures. They seemed to have a lovely time. Uh, they flew into Midway, drove back late that night, put his family into bed, and then sometime in the middle of the evening, uh, had a seizure caused mm-hmm. by that tumor. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the great thing is, like you know, his, his last act was delivering his family safely home. Mm-hmm. i mean that tumor was very large that seizure could have happen at any time and if it had happened while he was driving uh it would have been problematic for him and for his family and so mm-hmm. he uh
2: his last sort of act was delivering his family home mm-hmm. safely just shows you how fragile life can be because i don't know if there were any was there any s- indications no. that he was having any kind of health issues i i
3: i don't know i don't think so his yeah office manager said he had been having headaches, but we had been working so hard on the Safety Act and, um, you know, who wouldn't have had headaches, frankly. Mm. So you take some ibuprofen and you move on.
2: Yeah. And he was working right up to the, to the end, right? Because the Safety Act, they were just in the legislature, that was what they were working on. Absolutely. Right? And,
3: yeah. you know, one of the last things that he did on the floor um, when they were having debates as he talked about how important that it was to um, come together and work in a bipartisan manner and, you know, solve problems, which really was his, you know, his mantra his and will be his legacy, hopefully. I mean, I hope people learned from what he said and mm-hmm. um, how he chose to live his life and um, run his his office and his role as a legislator. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope people heard that and if they didn't hear it that they you know seek it out and find it and live by it.
2: Mm -hmm. Julia Reitz is with us of course, Champaign County State's Attorney. Mike Frerich the State Treasurer now and of course Mike he succeeded you in that role and you uniquely understand the role of the State Senator in this area. Mm -hmm and uh, how you have to form alliances, how you have to work across the aisle to yeah. make it work. Yeah, I don't think Scott's work on the Safety Act trailer bill is a big surprise
4: to anyone that he brought people together. Uh, it clearly was stressful. Uh, he was getting attacked by both the left and the right for his work here, but he knew that the successful compromise was in the middle. Uh, that wasn't surprising. He stood on the floor. He defended this. He pointed out inaccuracies. He, he worked to build consensus. He did it with a lot of humor. Uh, over the course of time. Uh, that's not a big surprise. The real surprise is after they did the MRI and saw how large the tumor was in his brain. The real surprise was how was he able to stand on the floor so long and argue? How was he able to sit through, I, I don't even know how many countless hours of meetings over the Thanksgiving holiday, over Zoom, while he was trying to take his family on vacation. He would go away and spend hours on Zoom uh, doing this in with that condition how is he able to do it and the doctors said it was a, a real surprise to them
2: you have to have a sense of humor in the job right <laughs> you know. i mean i would think and he had a great one
3: uh, he had an amazing uh. <laughs> sense of humor about everything
4: yeah uh that is the uh the tough part here is how do you honor scott bennett you know y- you feel really sad and telling jokes seems dismissive but if you know Scott, you know he would be cutting up and making jokes all along, and he'd want you, he'd want you to. Uh, at the same time, though, if you try to tell jokes, they're they're not going to be as funny. Uh, no. I'm a fairly competitive person, and I like to think I can be funny. Mm-hmm. You're not as would, funny, and we would be in in groups, and Scott would have them laughing, and then I'd try something, just realized like I was not <laughs> as funny as Scott, but. Uh, if we didn't talk every day, we texted nearly every day. Mm-hmm. We run several group texts together or text individually. And he would always bring a smile mm-hmm. to my face. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, so and
3: just, if you, you know, if you see all the posts and things people are saying on social media, everybody is touching on the fact that he could find a way to bring humor to any situation. And, you know, and that's not to make light of those no. situations. It's to, you know, try to... Try to bring, you know, some humanity to things. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, an assistant state's attorney in my office, and those of us who worked with him, you know, are really remembering how, in the the darkest of situations, he could make us all feel, you know, just just a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he just had that way. Yeah.
2: Because yeah. you uh, you was it you that hired him? I as did a state's attorney. Yes. So what? Uh, what attracted you to him and what, uh, <laughs> as far as getting you know, him a job? Well, and, first and, of
3: all, I was a bit worried that he was going to run against me, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, he had experience in the McLean County State's Attorney's Office, mm-hmm. um, and then he came to town and was working in private practice, and he ran um, for um, county board in a three-way Democratic primary with James Quisenberry. Um, And Chris Alex and Mm -hmm. he that was how he kind of got started into politics here locally Um, and I you know kind of watched that and thought hmm you know here's somebody who's got some credibility and you got to kind of think about that and so I met with him and we talked and you know he we became friends um, and he assured me that you know he wasn't going to try to take my job and That he wanted to work with me and learn from my office. And when I had an opportunity, when I had an opening, um, he came over and joined us. And he was a fantastic prosecutor. He cared so much about his victims and his cases and our, you know, his colleagues. um, And he really made a mark. He wasn't with us for very long before he um, went into Mike's seat, Mm -hmm. but he absolutely made a mark in the office. Mm
2: As far as uh, the seat uh, that you left then, and he was uh, was able to fill that seat, he was appointed, right, to the he, seat? He yeah, was. The, okay. the two county
4: party chairs. When I became treasurer, there was a vacancy, and they got to a point And uh, I had talked to Scott about this for a while. I sort of felt like this was a district that was Champaign-Urbana and a bunch of rural areas. And uh, I grew up in Gifford, Illinois. I thought it was important to be able to understand people from small towns. And Scott grew up in Gibson City. Gibson City makes Gifford look (laughs) small. or Gifford makes Gibson City look big. Uh, But still, he grew up, you know, his family was involved in farming. He spent time on the farms. And so I thought this is a guy who can understand um, many different parts of the job and different parts of the community living in Champaign-Urbana growing up in Gibson City. And uh, it served him well. He served on the uh, Senate Agriculture and Conservation Committee, he served on Higher Education Committee and just thought he was a great fit for that role. And, and I think
3: he spent a significant amount of time in Vermilion County and in Danville. Um, one of the things I know that he was very proud of was bringing a children's advocacy center to Vermilion County. Um, The Children's Advocacy Center is where we interview children who are victims of sexual abuse, and Vermilion County didn't have one. And he has worked very hard to obtain the funding and the support for the creation of a center in Vermilion County for the children um, of that community. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, that was part of his work in my office was to prosecute those child sexual abuse cases, and so that was very important to him. Mm
2: -hmm. And I think building on that, he became very much involved in CASA. Absolutely. Right? He was not just supporting it, but he was an advocate. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's one thing to just say you support them or you show up to their fundraisers, but he was actually a CASA volunteer, which meant he was assigned families, children who were in the foster care system. Mm -hmm. He would show up in court, he would give reports to the judge. Um, He took that very much to heart. And, you know, that is a difficult. A difficult volunteer opportunity for mm-hmm. people who are, you know, retired, much less people who have three to four jobs in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very important to Scott.
2: Yeah, uh, Mike Ferrex is with us, State Treasurer, of course, Julia Reed's as well, Champaign County State's Attorney, remembering the life here of the late State Senator Scott Bennett. Uh, there's a funeral service uh, coming up uh, next week, Monday at 10 a.m., at the uh, Krannert Center for the Performing Arts. They say in lieu of flowers, family request donations be made in Scott's memory to CU Able or the Champaign-Urbana Autism Network, causes that Scott had planned to focus on in the upcoming uh, legislative session. Any uh, condolences you want to send, you can certainly send those in or thoughts or interactions you had with Scott over the years. You're certainly welcome to do that. Let me get a timeout in. We'll come back with our guests, Mike Ferrix and Julia Reitz, in a moment here, 923 on Penny. It's easy to listen to us anywhere. Download the News Gazette app and click on Listen Live to News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM. 925, uh, just an hour for me today. We've got Paul Rudy on the money coming up at 10. We'll talk more, of course, about all this and all the other issues. Again, if you missed it, Mike Leach has passed away as well, the uh, coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Illinois' opponent in the bowl game. He had a massive heart attack and had been in a critical condition here the last 48 hours. Uh, That word came in this morning, so um, sad to hear about that as well. Remembering the life of Scott Bennett here, if you have any uh, thoughts along the way, you can certainly do that. Mike Farricks is with us, Illinois State Treasurer, and uh, Julia Reitz, the Champaign County uh, State's Attorney. Um, Mike, when did you first meet Scott? What uh, was your... Your...
4: Ooh, somewhere around 15 years ago, yeah. uh, I think I met him for the first time briefly at the Urbana Farmers Market. I was out there campaigning, and S- Scott came through and introduced himself. He'd recently moved back into the area, but I really got to know his wife uh, before I got to know Scott. Uh, we mm-hmm. both were in the same class at the U of I, a graduate class in higher education, um, and then uh, really just spent a little more time with Scott and really hit it off, and he became one of my closest friends. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a real pleasure to see the county chairman uh, choose him because you know in in politics there's no such thing as permanent friends or permanent enemies. There are permanent mm-hmm. interests. Uh, Scott was one of those permanent friends that mm-hmm. uh, it didn't really matter what the issue was, what side we were on. We're frequently on the same side, but I sort of knew like lines of communication are always open, and he was a friend who'd be there for me even if he didn't agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Julia?
2: It was the first time?
3: Uh, the first time was <laughs> outside of the courthouse on the sidewalk. Uh, after, again, he had um, run and lost for the county board race and we kind of ran into each other outside and had a very awkward conversation. Um, Sam Rosenberg, who was another attorney in my office and a friend in politics and continues to be a friend, he and Scott and I had this ongoing text chain that was hysterical. Um, Sam was kind of watching out the window me and Scott having this awkward conversation, because again, I was kind of wary of him and what his mm-hmm. future plans were, mm-hmm. and I could, you know, Sam was saying, telling me, it's okay, you know, have lunch with him, he'll be, he'll, you'll like him, and so we have this conversation, I look up at the window, and Sam's up there, and I gave him the thumbs up, like, okay, I think <laughs> I like this guy, and <laughs> <laughs> it went from there.
2: Mm-hmm. One thing that uh, they mentioned that uh, you that uh, Scott did he teamed up with Michael Frerichs to create the Able Act to assist individuals with disabilities. Talk about that a little bit. What was what was that? Uh,
4: yeah, so in the State Treasurer's office we're in charge of uh, investing pro- investment programs helping families invest in themselves and that's basically our 529 college savings plans when I got into office. Uh, Right after I was elected, the US Congress passed legislation allowing states to create 529 ABLE accounts. These are accounts for people with uh, disabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, The great thing about them is you can save money without losing your federal benefits. You know, mm-hmm. right now, if you have a severe disability and you qualify for SSI, um, those benefits are means tested, which means you can't have more than $2,000 or you lose your benefits. And so this was an opportunity for families to save more money in an ABLE account without losing those benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott called me up and said, hey, I saw um, this, uh, this new opportunity here. I'd like to file legislation to create it in the state of Illinois. And I said, well, you know, Scott, I just got elected. I'm planning to overhaul our college savings plans. I have to set up a new retirement savings plan. Uh, our unclaimed property division is mired in the 19th century. We've got to drag it forward. I've got a lot on my plate. I'm not sure I have time to tackle that right now. And he said, good, I think I'm going to file that bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he so, did. So, yeah. a great, great about, uh, so a great thing about a great legislator uh, will seize opportunities and push. And a great thing about a friend is he pushes you to do better. Like I thought I'd be overwhelmed, and he said, "Well, you'll you'll be able to figure this out. This is important. And it was important for him for personal reasons, and I think he's a guy with a big heart. He has a um, you know family uh, reasons for this as well. But just realized we want to help out these people uh, who are really put in an awful situation." And so that's a mark of a great legislator and mm-hmm. a great friend.
2: Mm-hmm. Now he met Stacy when he was out in D.C., I believe. Right? Is that uh, he was working for the Clinton administration? Yeah, I think they and were both working in the Clinton yeah, White Ocar, House as yeah.
4: interns. They met, and uh, you know, for about uh, a quarter of a century, uh, they were together. It wasn't a big surprise that he was involved in politics. They got they, uh, and she's okay with that because they sort of met through politics. Mm-hmm.
3: And they are just an amazing couple, uh, just perfect mm-hmm. for each other. He he adored her. Um, She's as funny as he is in a different way, Mm -hmm. Um, and she's just got the energy of 10,000 people. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm.
2: All right, let's go to the phones here. Zoe's with us. Hi, Zoe.
5: Hi. I just, I don't have a memory or anything. I just really wanted to just express my condolences to family and friends, and I mean, you know, opposite political sides, but it doesn't matter at a time like this. This is just sad. And he obviously was a very fine human being, you know, and um, the article in the News Gazette was really nice. And Mm -hmm. anyway, I I was horrified and shocked and saddened, and just like everybody. So thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Zoe.
2: Appreciate that very much. I talked a little bit, uh, Chapin couldn't be on today, but uh, Chapin, I know, a different political view but certainly they were friends and, uh, you know, kids and compared notes on things. And it was just great to see them work together on different things. Yeah, I know Chapin
3: is. Chapin and I have talked, and I know he's just heartbroken. Um, yesterday he called me, actually, and asked if there were some yard signs he could pick up. And we're trying to get people to put out yard signs around town to, you know, just honor Scott. And if you want a yard sign, you can go to the... Um, Illinois Terminal Building outside of his office. There's a stack of yard signs or to the Democratic Party headquarters Mm -hmm. on First Street. Um, So Chapin, um, he and Chapin sparred, but they also, you know, I think respected each other um, and Mm -hmm. had a lot of, you know, common concern for our community
2: it was funny because Chapin, and we know how Chapin is, his personality, he'd say, you know, my now my friend Scotty, I don't understand <laughs> what he's thinking about this, you know, but but you could tell there was respect because they're both, and you would know this too, uh, Mike, being in the state Senate, the uniqueness of that position and only you being in it would only be able to understand what the other person's going through, I guess. Yeah, it, it's funny. I developed friendships
4: across the aisle um, in my time in the Senate, and some people didn't understand that. They said, well, how can you friends that person there just think differently? And I said, you know, um, they understand my life better than some people in my own party who aren't involved in, uh, in mm-hmm. government because they understand the nature of the job. They understand the challenges on your family. They understand the time constraints, and so you can have different uh, solutions for our state's problems. Uh, but they at least sort of uh, easy to relate to. Mm-hmm.
3: I think Chapin was the only person other than Scott's grandfather who was allowed to call him Scotty. Too, yeah, so <laughs> that's
2: what he'd uh, yeah. He'd, call in occasionally. Uh, Cindy, good Calculated. morning. Cindy, go ahead.
5: Hi. I have a couple of um, positive stories that uh, where Scott Bennett helped us out. Um, 2018, my son was working for SK Fence, got fired, and the the boss said, uh, we're going to withhold his last check because they didn't know the laws. Well, we called Scott Bennett's office. They sent us the statutes. We forwarded it to SK Fence, and by God, that check was ready at 5 o'clock because you can't withhold a last check no mm-hmm. matter what <laughs> so was scott bennett's office this saved us then fast forward to the unemployment craziness and we remembered how responsive and how positive our experience was with scott bennett's office and my husband called him and because he's a construction worker and it was craziness of the unemployment uh you can't get through nobody's Gonna call you back. You know what do you need to do? The computer's not working because of you know their security. And he called Scott Bennett's office, and the next day we got a call from unemployment. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to say he came to our rescue a couple times, and when we heard that, we were just like, oh my gosh! You know, we this guy personally touched our lives and helped us, and we really didn't know him. He just was a positive, um, helpful person when we needed it. Hmm. So I just want to tell you those stories.
2: Yeah, thank you, Cindy. Thank
5: you. Those thank you great. so much. It sounds Randy. like Scott, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Those, those are yeah. nice
4: to hear, and that's uh, yeah. it's part of the job is to help out. I tell people if you uh, if you don't like people, if you don't like interacting <laughs> with people or helping people, don't run for public office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you do like helping people, this is a job that gives you enormous opportunities to help out. And I think that fits Scott to a T. And so I'm not surprised well, to hear that, but happy to hear it. Thanks, and I think Andy.
3: Scott also understood those kinds of struggles because when he first came into office, um, there was all kinds of financial difficulties and he promised not to take a check for i don't know how long it was it was a long time mm,
4: a long time i think it took uh, i think he said until he passed a budget and i think it was yeah. probably 18 months or more mm. uh, i know it was uh, rough on him personally um I, he was finding ways to get through and i think he had a, a deeper mm-hmm. respect for those who were struggling either paycheck to paycheck or mm-hmm. with job loss
3: Absolutely, and mm-hmm. it was it was some a pledge that he had taken, and I think others had found a way around it, or you know I don't remember the details, but I know that mm-hmm. it was something that he pledged and he stood by his word, um, and so I think he really understood those kinds of concerns that that you mm-hmm. that you spoke of. So, all
2: right, we're visiting again with uh, Julia Reid, Champaign County State's Attorney. The uh, State Treasurer of Illinois, of course, is Mike Frerichs uh, from grew up here in Gifford. Well, he's uh, big city well, big city i grew <laughs> yeah, up in Tolono, so i mean that's a little well, bigger but a little bigger, yeah, I, a little bigger than... I grew
4: up, i grew up in gifford my father grew up on a farm just outside of penfield and his father on a farm outside of royal so we've yeah. been we've been big city people for
2: multiple generations and they know where gordyville is <laughs> oh. so <laughs> absolutely all right james is with us here go ahead james
6: hey good morning this is james Quisenberry calling in yes sir good morning james conversation this 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 morning and um wanted to check in and remember a little bit about scott
2: we'll go right ahead
6: uh one of the one of the things that you may have talked about this earlier but one of the things was you know scott was persuadable you could get into a conversation with him and and he would move in fact he could you you could look at some of the things he talked about this lot on how he moved over time as he learned about people's experiences and what people needed, um, he he shifted, and I you know I think that's important. Um, some people criticize people who change their minds, but when you when you learn more, you have to you have to accept that. And if it cha- if it's not in your worldview, um, what you've learned, you you have to adjust your worldview.
3: Hmm. So James, I need you to tell
6: the story of how you. Met Scott. Oh yeah. Well, you know, we were opponents Um, in 2010. uh, I was running for county board, and along with Chris Alex, who's a longtime friend, and um, you know, we didn't we didn't know who Scott was. I think he was fairly new to the community at that point, but he was interested in public service. And uh, you know, you you don't there's not a lot of of flashiness about a county board race. Um, Mike can relate to that. Uh, that's That's where. He started out, um, and and so we didn't get to talk a lot until um, February 1st. Our primary was on February 2nd, Groundhog Day that year, because in 2008, we had moved the primary early to nominate Barack Obama as early as we could in the state of Illinois, but we forgot to move it back to a warmer time. So we were out at 10 o'clock at night putting our yard signs out near polling places, and I just ran into Scott at the uh, Sunnycrest Mall in Urbana because that was a polling place at the time, and we just ended up you know ten o'clock at night putting our signs in talking for an hour and that's that's when I really started to get to know him and realize you know he he's in it for the same reason I'm in it, which is public service and not about you know self service and uh, and from that point on uh, we were we were good friends, and I always always uh appreciated having him there to you know talk about the the conflicts that we encountered in county government because you know Scott is, was grew up in a rural area and and he had a he had a perspective that I didn't have so I could always talk to him about that.
3: It's hmm. good stuff. Yeah, I mean that's you know a common a common uh, version of how people get to know Scott, you know, you just talk to him and you end up mm-hmm.
2: Just and being. that persuadable part he mentioned, Mike, being able to yeah. listen to the other side and go, yeah, you know, you might be right about that. Or, yeah, I think
4: yeah. It, sometimes people criticize that and saying you're movable, but I would say it's a sign of respect, listening, being open to learning, realizing you don't have all the answers. I mean, I wouldn't say that Scott blew with the wind. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some people sure. who uh, take their opinion from the last person they talk to, but Scott would actually listen to you. And if you made a good case, he was someone who would admit, hey, I hadn't considered that. Mm-hmm. And was open and I think that's what you really want in a in a legislator. If they come in and they have all the answers, uh well, you just gotta kinda trust them and they're not gonna listen to you. If you got someone who really wants to be a representative of the people, you gotta spend some time mm-hmm. listening and truly being open to what
6: they have to say.
2: Yeah. James, thanks for your story today.
6: Yep. yep. Thanks for letting me call in.
2: I appreciate thanks, that. James. Thank you. Nine forty callers, hang on. I got some more here. Straight ahead. I need to get a break in. Back after this with Mike Frericks and with Julia Reitz about Scott B- Get
1: the answers for your lawn and garden problems from the Prairie Gardens Plant Experts, live Saturday mornings at 815, here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM.
2: Back on a penny for your thoughts here, visiting as we remember the life of State Senator Scott Bennett. Uh, there, One service they're having is at the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts, uh, Monday, December 19th at 10 a.m. coming up next Monday. The governor expected to attend, among other dignitaries and uh, julia and mike will be there as well uh mike understands the importance of being a moderate with his republican upbringings in suburban gifford and at rths scott was a true moderate that independents like me could count on for support with issues of local interest he was a super person someone uh, texted in about scott bennett 943 martel with us how you doing sir how you doing there Brian? how you doing there,
7: julia good
3: morning martel good morning
7: um I spent a lot of time with Scott has been in the office over the last year or so from the things people I deal with, I deal with real at-risk people. I deal with people in the nursing home. He was a real public uh um, Right now I'm kind of tearing up because I, you know, how you say people be here today and gone tomorrow, you know, Scott was a person, you know, you thought would be around, you know, because he, his heart was for the people. Um, the had a guy that was in the nursing home could not get any kind of dental service or nothing because he's on Medicaid, and me and his family is doing everything. And Scott and them made a call not too long ago. I don't even think it's been a month ago. Now he's getting his mouth worked on and getting the dental help he needs. But when you walk in Scott's office, he was a person that really walked me in there. He was very concerned about your concerns, and he would get back to you. Mm-hmm. You know um i just it just really hurt to lose a guy like that in our community and i just hope we put someone in the place of scott that had the same heart and the open but uh, his office open to the public like he has office open to the public and i mean i just theres so much stuff i can talk about with the unemployment dealing through the pandemic dealing with the driver license office how much Scott, how much help Scott help me with the people that need the help the most? Mm. That's what I have to
2: say.
3: Yeah. Thank, thank you, Martell. Martel. And Martel, I know you have a heart as big as Scott for the people that you work with and I so much appreciate what you do and um I appreciate you calling in and letting us know about the things that Scott was able to help you with. All right,
2: thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank appreciate you. that very much. Um any speaking of that, any um idea what what happens with his seat now do we know is that somebody that the that's local county
4: chairman so with with a vacancy the local county party chairs will meet so champaign vermilion county and vote on a successor they'll actually need to vote twice one uh, vote to fill out the remainder of this term but he also was just elected to a new term Mm -hmm. Uh, so i assume they will pick the same person and just do it back to back Uh, but i think the general thought is um there's time for that. Yeah, um, no. I mean, I'm not, yeah. After after the funeral, uh, we sit down and talk about it. Right now is the time to talk about him, and there'll be. We'll need to find a successor, but uh, yeah. you know, I think we're
2: focused on Scott first. Well, yeah. whoever it is, they'll have big shoes to fill. Absolutely, there's no doubt about that. From Absolutely. from a lot of standpoint, uh, one other thing I need to mention, and just uh, in the sports news here, uh, new coach at Purdue is Ryan Walters who was just named. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator, of course, uh, here at Illinois the last two years, new coach at Purdue. All right, some more memories of uh, Scott Bennett. You had something you wanted to add or anything there?
4: Oh, I, I was going to say one of the things Martell brought up was that he'd always call you back. It, it didn't matter if you were a friend or an opponent. Scott would call you mm-hmm. back. I had numerous conversations with Scott about people, probably some listeners here today, Yeah. <laughs> who after he'd be on, call him and yell him about some sort of issue. And it's new. Same people would call every month. Uh, mm-hmm. And yell at him, and he'd always call them back, and mm-hmm. I'd say, "Scott, you're not going to persuade them." He says, "I'm going to persuade them, but it's my job." And so he would uh, mm-hmm. take the calls, he would take the abuse, do his best to answer <laughs> them, and uh, and you know, I uh, thought so that represented uh, a good representation of how he represented his constituents. Mm-hmm. And he I think open.
3: also, you know, you just brought up the the coach situation. Um, Scott was a was an fan. alum and a big mm-hmm. fan, and mm-hmm. a, true supporter of the university in springfield he took his responsibilities for higher education and particularly the university of illinois very seriously Um, it was very important to him
2: Mm. all right back to the phones john joins us here with some memories of scott go ahead john
8: hey good morning brad Uh, good morning mike and uh miss reese
3: good morning Uh, Morning.
8: i I just want to say uh um the community, the African-American community, especially the church community, would we'll definitely miss him. I mean, we lost Tim Johnson. This is the junior Tim Johnson that we know. He would do everything he could. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember when uh, at Bethlehem E. Church, I'm a member, and um, at that time, Reverend Lewis was the uh, pastor, but we got Reverend Thomas now. And uh, I think we he announced that Dr. David Gill was going to be there, and all of a sudden... Uh, Scott showed up and they introduced him as Dr. David Gill. And he said, No, well, I'm the other doctor. And uh you know, just so funny. The congregation looked around like, Oh, we got this one wrong. But uh he was uh, he was a really nice person and when he would come by Bethel, and I think uh um Mike been to Bethel a couple of times when he was running for office and uh it, it's just rewarding that what he did for the uh African American community and the whole community, you know, at uh He stood up for everybody, and I I love that in him, and I've always backed him. And my deepest condolences from Bethlehem Church.
2: Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Appreciate that. Yeah, he was, uh, he could be a friend to everybody, right? No matter
4: who you were. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes, you know, people who got to know Scott and he would tell a lot of jokes, and maybe some people thought, well, he's not serious. Uh, Scott was a very serious guy, but I think he used his humor as a tool to get people to let their guards down, to diffuse to some stress in situations. And I think that's what made it easy to be friendly with him because when, when a guy is making you laugh, it's hard to be that angry.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, um, and, you know, he when he spoke, he kind of had a... I don't know, not like a canned method, but it was like, you know, start out with a joke, serious, serious, serious joke to lighten up the mood, serious, mm-hmm. serious, you know. Um, he just he had a very good way of putting his his jokes where they were appropriate mm-hmm. um, it, when he was speaking, mm-hmm. I think, to kind of lighten the mood and get people to feel that he, you know, that they were comfortable with him. mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, making himself human. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, as as Mike mentioned, you know, you go to, this is the way it's going to be. We're going to do it this way and I'm not listening to anybody. Well, okay. You know, and uh, we've got way too much of that in this country anyway, I think, as we see it uh, at the national level. I mean, it's pretty much 50-50. Yeah, way too much anger. I don't think that
3: Scott ever really approached anything with anger, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, definitely emotion and passion. But emotion and passion to solve the problem not mm-hmm. to fight against something or rail against something
4: mm-hmm. yeah. I like to tell people that politics is the art of compromise clearly you have people with different ideas but we're all Americans we need to get along we need to be able to live together and if neither side refuses to give an inch or to budge you're going to have conflict mm-hmm. and good politicians are those who can bring both sides together find some commonality, and find a path forward where not everyone gets exactly what they want, but we agree we can work together and live together. And there was a time where that was a a great thing. Uh, Henry Clay was known as the great compromiser because he found ways to stitch our fabric back together when it was being ripped apart. But you'd call a politician today a compromiser, and it's frequently viewed as a bad name. Mm -hmm. That, oh, he doesn't stand for anything. This guy was clear what he stood for, but one of the things he stood for was uh, our state, our country, our democracy. And we need to find ways to live together. If you don't listen to anyone else, if you don't work with other people, you're
2: eventually going to be torn apart. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not even, not even around them, if you don't do dinner with them or lunch.
3: And he stood you know. for his friends and his neighbors and his community and his family, absolutely most importantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott was, I don't know how he ever slept, you know? I mean, <laughs> he had so many things going on, and yet Stacy and the the kids were just the most important part of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would be doing, he'd be doing, working and also watching the kids and, you know, just doing everything that needed to be done um, for his family. Mm-hmm. And I think that what, What you said at the beginning, you know, bears repeating that his last act was to get his family home safely is just a testament Mm -hmm. to him.
2: Mm -hmm. Now remember the life of Scott Bennett coming up on uh, Monday at uh, 10 a.m. at the Cranert Center for the Performing Arts. That's when the uh, services will be. 952, I better get this break in. Some final thoughts here from our guests today, Mike Frerichs and Julia Reitz on the life of State Senator Scott Bennett. If you have any last-minute additions, you can certainly mix those in here as we go. 952, back in a moment.
1: Yeah.
2: On a penny for your thoughts here. Another five minutes to go here before the uh, top of the hour. The Beef House in Covington, Indiana. If you need to take uh, some family over, if you got some friends in for the holidays, you're not sure quite what to do with them, well, you can take it to the Beef House. You can go to the uh, BeefHouseRules.com website. They had some tickets left over for the Christmas shows uh, coming up uh, both this past weekend and the upcoming weekend, so you can do that. But uh, great meals, uh, great entrees, uh, great lunch buffet if you want to go that route. Just make sure you bring back the Beef House Rolls at some point. Beef House, exit 4, Covington, Indiana. remembering the life of State Senator Scott Bennett here this morning with two of his uh, closest friends. And uh, Julia Reed, Champaign County State's Attorney, State Treasurer Mike frerigs is with us. And we're uh, pleased to have... Uh, both of them with us here this morning. I believe we've got, uh, is this Bryant Serafin? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you, sir? I am fine, thank good, you. Good. Sir. Thanks um, for checking in with us.
3: Good morning, Brian. You're welcome.
1: Good morning, Julia. Mr. Fertz, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, for those, uh, I, I don't know, I was the uh, Urbana police chief for three and a half years, and I just wanted to say that I really thought, that um scott epitomized sort of what we've been discussing or what's been discussed this morning regarding helping reaching across the aisle um when the safety act passed um four o'clock in the morning scott was able to um, actually reach out and come to a local champaign county chief's meeting and um as i think mr ferrick said with regards to calling people back and trying to get things done. That's exactly what he did. Um, And some of those efforts, um, I mean, this wasn't a group that was necessarily sympathetic um, Hmm. to all of the issues in that bill. Um, But his efforts uh, were instrumental in, in, in moving along. And I think we're up to the third trailer bill has passed to try to get something um, that is workable for all. So I just wanted to uh, express my, um, condolences to his family and um, I, I'm sorry to hear it was passing. Mm.
3: Thank you, Bryant. I know that, you know, Scott really valued his relationships with law enforcement and there were plenty of um, plenty of our friends in law enforcement who were not happy with him. And, you know, I would talk with him about conversations that he had. He was always accessible and available to them. Um, even if they wanted to call and just, you know, complain to him about all the things. Um, and I've been getting a lot of calls now from, um, our officers who, you know, who were touched by him, you know, who they had those, those conversations, those difficult conversations, and they really respected that he, you know, cared about their concerns and, you know, and tried to do his best for them. I think they know that you know he was at his heart a prosecutor and part of our law enforcement family. Um, and I appreciate all of the, the all of the uh, well wishes and thoughts that I've received from them. Hmm.
2: Very good. So thank anyway, you. Bri- I appreciate the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Of course, Brian, former police chief in Urbana. For people that don't know. All right. Uh, one other thing, too, I wanted to just touch on was uh, we had uh, one of the favorite shows I would do each January was with Scott and his uncle, Tom Bennett. Hmm. And it was interesting getting the House perspective, Republican side, Democrat, Senate. Uh, I just loved doing that segment because it was just fun. I mean, yeah. uh, the family, but also politics. and, and That was, was
3: actually the last text conversation I had with Scott. Um was after Tom announced that he was going to be seeking Jason Barrickman's seat in the mm. Senate, and I texted Scott and I said, "You're not going to let him steal Bennett for Senate, are you?" <laughs> and uh, yeah. he laughed about that yeah. and said, "No, he's got a copyright on it."
6: Yeah.
2: Well, less than a minute ago, I just wanted to offer our condolences. I know he was a close friend. We uh, to you two spe- specifically uh we got to be an acquaintance of mine and a a regular guest and uh, just enjoyed his insight and uh, his fairness his just sense of decency that he had that i think came across on the radio so yeah he uh, was uh he was a friend um
4: it hurt really badly still hurts when i think about this um and what really hurts is he realized there's gonna be a lot less laughter in my life hmm, going forward yeah um whether it was in person or over text, uh, Scott could always bring a smile or a chuckle
2: <laughs> to me. Hey, yeah. Julia, thank you.
3: Thank you for letting us mm-hmm. come on and talk through this. It's been, you know, there is a group of very close friends of Scott and Stacy, and we've been really gathering together um, and telling these stories. And it's just very helpful to be able to mm. talk to the public and hear from people about how Scott touched their lives.
2: Very good. I am sorry, but uh, thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. State Treasurer Mike Frerichs, Champaign County State's Attorney, Julia Reed. It's 10 o'clock, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Back tomorrow, we'll talk some more. Jim Dye will join me in the second hour. On Penny for your thoughts.